right now at T-Mobile. Get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait, it's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling our credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 31.25 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, 749.99, 0% APR. One offer per account. We now exist in a world where the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it involves 22 movies, and it just so happens that they have closed, officially closed, the Infinity Saga. It's pretty crazy. Welcome to Sight and Sound Movies. We're going to be spoiling the shit out of Avengers Endgame. That's like the most movie space thing to do. Like, just freak the fuck out on your listener. Please, beware of spoilers a million times over. Like, the listener can't figure it out based on the title and the description. Like, I get I get a subtle warning at the beginning, but they do it over and over. Like, the person's still a fucking dumbass and doesn't know to get the hell out. We're only aware of it because of our <clears throat> time, uh, I guess, in our time with Collider and... All the dumb people <laughs> that couldn't figure it out. I remember when uh, when YouTube introduced that, like where it'll preview the video. Thing. Yeah, yeah. People, oh, it's yeah. Preview the it's, video. It, it's funny listening to their coverage of it. John Roca got shit for doing a Ronin explainer video. When right. he hadn't seen ah! the movie, he hadn't even seen the movie yet. Right. So he just explained Ronin based on. The comics and what he knows about yeah. the character beforehand, because he's obviously in the trailer, right. and people gave him shit for spoiling the movie. <laughs> you like, know what, though, at, oh at a certain God. point, at a certain point, it's on it's on them for even paying attention to that bullshit because they get it so much. I know. It's like, <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we both seen Avengers Endgame, man. That's it's, right. It's pretty yeah. crazy. The biggest. Probably movie of all time. I mean, it's too early to call if it's going to beat Titanic and all that bullshit because Titanic has an incredible uh, international presence. But we're recording this on Saturday evening, so we just have Thursday and Friday's numbers. And worldwide, it's made $643 million, which is fucking nuts. 156 domestic and... Almost 500 in foreign markets. It's such a fucking juggernaut, man, already. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. Avengers plays by its, well, just Marvel in general. It plays by its own rules. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, there's no, 
there's no Star Wars celebration for Endgame. There's no, there's really no story group, <laughs> you know, there's no like, they don't care if they make a Guardians of the Galaxy There's not uh, a story cartoon. group. It, there's not a story group in the sense that they're worrying about the presence in other mediums. Yeah. The comics is just a separate thing. It's yeah. just very different. Right. It's extremely different. And um, I don't know. In a way, their their sole organization that they have, like to, obviously Kevin Feige, it's just... It's just not hard. To it's, make, just, it's just not hard to make a good billion it, dollar franchise. It really isn't. They definitely played the long game. They earned it, but they also just have a track record of pretty much just making good to great movies. Like even the movies that I don't like, I don't even think that they're bad. I just right. I just don't prefer them. It's it's always when discussing the Marvel movies, it's always about a level of preference more than it is a level of quality. That, that's just my spin on it, anyway. Th- they know what they are. Yeah, they know what they are, and they they do what they're good at very well. And that's it's funny because at a time when you know, arguably, some of the the greatest superhero. One of at least from a critical perspective, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. It set this. We've talked about it before. It set this bar right for superhero movies that just the MCU is just totally comfortable being like, yeah, this is not this is not what we're doing, right? And um, and that's awesome. That's dope. Like, you know, there was all that stuff with Black Panther gonna get an Oscar. And all. I just don't think. I mean, I think they were like, yeah, that'd be cool. But they don't care about that. If they wanted to right. make Oscar movies, they would. But that's just not what they're doing. Yeah, they they definitely don't set out to do that. Yeah, and I I admire that. And it's also at this point too, like it's such it's such big dick energy because at this point they just know they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's even necessarily like I don't think they sit around and have strategy meetings about how to make like increase their profit margins it's it's funny you mentioned that especially with in-game like you're right. absolutely right they know that they're gonna make money but i also think they they have an awareness movies like ant-man yeah ant-man movies perform far lower than say like even captain marvel captain marvel destroyed Ant both ant-man movies just based on the setup that she had from Infinity War and from the female fandom that came out and supported the movie. I mean, it was just kind of a different conversation. So higher profile character too, uh, especially in the more recent years, I would say. Yeah, but, but anyway, um, it's yeah, it's crazy what it's doing right now, and I, I can't wait to look at it after the whole weekend has passed for us because I I just think it's so funny. I looked up some of the stats on. Uh, box office mojo it's the 55th superhero movie currently and so again it's saturday so it's been out like two and a half days and it's already beaten x-men apocalypse entire run by a million dollars right like that's what we're talking about uh x-men first class it's already beat it by 10 million dollars i shazam it's already beaten shazam's <laughs> box office like entire box office to date so it's pretty fucking insane and obviously it's going to climb super high uh in the next couple of days because black panther has the lifetime gross of 700 million uh i guess that's got to be domestic 
It's got to be domestic. Yeah, surely it broke a billion. Right. So, but it's so it's already halfway to Black Panther's numbers. Right. <laughs> it's so fucking insane. Well, and it's it's also a thing too of like they earned it, right? Right. Like they, they earned to have a movie like this. It, it's one thing to look at something like Black Panther, which is uh, the first movie right. of of that character's franchise and his, his own standalone movie. And same thing with Captain Marvel. But when we're flying flags and celebrating, it's not like it's not like this came out of nowhere, right? Right. It, it definitely earned it. So I think it's um, it feels obviously for us as fans and for them too. I'm sure it it just feels very very warranted. What's interesting too, if you go to Box Office Mojo and look at more of the categories, when you look at Box Office Gross for Alien Invasion movies, the highest grossing Alien Invasion movie is The Avengers. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious to think about? Like, I, I understand because right. it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time, but I just don't think of it in that way. Yeah, it's crazy. We we really take this thing for granted, I think, sometimes. I talked about that in my video a little bit. But anyway, yeah, we're here to talk about Endgame. I want to talk about the story, how we felt about it in the theater. Spoilers have been going on the past week or so you you got a fill of it yourself you saw it sought it out i saw I did. uh lashawn mccoy for the buffalo bills did you see all that go down no i didn't lashawn mccoy for the buffalo bills i guess saw it thursday night and again by the way i'm doing the thing i was making fun of but again we're about to spoil the shit out of this okay all right so Place for the Buffalo Bills. I guess he saw it with his son Thursday night and got on Twitter and tweeted "R.I.P. Tony Stark," and that like he just wasn't right. It, he wasn't going to be a fan of Marvel anymore because how could they do that to Tony Stark? That kind of shit. And he was just like openly tweeting about it. This is a pro football player with thousands, <laughs> tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of followers, and it became a moment on Twitter, which made it. it worse because more and more people. I don't love that. Well, I, that's I, listen, that is an absolute killjoy. I I don't I don't love it for like the people that were at were, you know it was ruined for them. But I love the fact that that he did it, probably just kind of un like not knowing the, the full on etiquette of it. Yeah, what's what's worse, him doing it to troll or him doing it out of pure like being oblivious? So so trolling, I think ac actually trolling is knowing the hearts that you're breaking like trolling is mm -hmm. trolling is me you know telling movie fans that it should they should burn theaters to the ground trolling is that billionaire who's talking about getting chicks instead of watching star wars right that guy but like just so same same with game of thrones right so because game of thrones is so big the the breadth of fandom that it sort of scoops up in its net it's just not the same time. Like there are people that the only TV they watch is like CSI and then they might watch game of Thrones. So the, the leap from where they are in their pop culture fandom <clears throat> and where we are is right. very wide, but we're still in the same pool. So if, if that person's like fucking Tony Stark's dead, but, and they don't know, you know, they don't know how they're supposed to act. Right. Like it's actually hilarious to me. <laughs> That these normies are just like, oh my god, Stark is dead. I'm not gonna lie, I've noticed that black people take movies differently. Like, oh, 100%. they care about them in a completely different way, and they just openly talk about them like that. 
Yeah. Like, I have noticed that quite a bit. Like, <laughs> I love it. Spoiler culture just hasn't crossed over to the African-American community. I, I love it. It's it's true passion, you know? <laughs> yeah. Our white privilege allows us to That's just right. accept the deaths of our heroes. That's right. I successfully avoided all the spoilers going into this movie. I'm so happy. Tell me which ones you knew about going so in. So, before I get into this, I want to just... I want to just clear the air real quick. There were far too many people that just did not pay attention to what I said about this whole spoiler thing. There were a a bunch of people that insisted that I had already read like basically the entire plot line of the movie or Brody Koning asked me he was like did anything surprise you since you read this well, yeah i only read th- yeah, three you, things you mentioned that you yes. said you stopped like a quarter of the way if that yeah and, and i i stopped because i had read enough to the point where i felt fine about it like yeah yeah a lot of stuff so in was, was it in shocking. chronological order did you no not oh. at all so, so what'd you read so the things that i spoiled for myself the I spoiled a joke, which was just Korg being uh, Thor's. No, Korg. Uh. Actually, didn't know that. That was a great surprise. (laughs) Um, But uh, Korg just being Thor's roommate. Um, I I spoiled Professor Hulk, which again not a not a huge deal. Um, And then the uh, there were two big ones, but not like massive. So the one that I kept saying. If I told you about this, like it's a big deal, but you would be a complete fool if you just didn't. Know. And that was the fact that they went back in time. Oh, totally. To to, to get the stones, right? Um, but the thing about that spoiler was just that Cap fights Cap, which is you know it's a it's it's just a fun moment. Like I, that's not a spoiler to me. It's just I mean it is a spoiler, but it's not. Like, yeah, it's not something like <clears throat> fuck. But the uh, it, it's definitely not ruining tony stark's death for you exactly um and the other one the the other one that, that was like mildly minor that i read and i was like oh, okay that this is where i was kind of like pushing the boundaries and playing with fire it was the spoiler which was wrong technically it said um it said that falcon was the first person to come back and it was the whole like on your left thing right and technically i guess that's that's right, but he's not the first person you see. Who's the he's first? Here. Doctor Strange? Is he the first person? It was person Doctor out? Strange. Because he um, let everybody out of the portal. And it, it was Doctor Strange, uh, Black Panther, and yeah. his sister. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Yeah. I, I'm so lucky I didn't get ruined of anything. Stur- I was talking to my buddy Sturgill. We were in a group chat text talking about he was going to see it, but he was scrolling through Twitter and accidentally ruined the Tony Stark death again. I don't know if you saw the LaShawn McCoy tweet or not, but... That got ruined for him randomly, so that really, really sucks. Because I think that is the biggest spoiler. But that would have bummed me out if I would have seen that. The, the only time I've ever been like, I wish I never saw that was something I didn't even seek out. I, somebody in a like in a live chat feed, right? Just put out there. I guess spoilers if you haven't seen the Last Jedi. Um, just put out Snoke dies. I was like, okay. I can't imagine. Fuck. If I had read the 
thing that you read beforehand and read the Professor Hulk thing and yeah. Thor's roommate, Korg, blah, 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 blah. I would have thought to myself, what the fuck is this movie? Really? Like, this is cr- like, I yeah, get it. I, like, like, all those to me were like, yeah, I get it. No, just like, those are things that I wouldn't have. Because they kind of, especially the Thor stuff, it involves itself in humor, and that's the stuff I think is least predictable. I, I wouldn't, I, I just can't imagine that on my own. You know what I mean? Well, like I, I never would have come up with that moment. Really? I never would have come up with the taco moment. I never would. Yeah, the, I'm just saying, like the you taco can't, stuff for sure. You can't theorize for the jokes. I and, mean, Professor Hulk was something that I, I feel like a lot of people were kind of leading towards for the simple fact that we all knew that Hulk was, if Hulk the. The relationship between Hulk and uh, Bruce and Bruce were like they were mending. And if you know anything about the character, you know that at one point he becomes like fully. But I, I didn't know that. Like you, I, you didn't know that as a, like a comic. Well, I reader. didn't know until I was listening to the Collider Heroes breakdown where they oh, were talking. Yeah. They didn't even call him Professor Hulk. They called him Professor something else. Like it was a completely different yeah. character. Like was it was like, even okay. brought up in like some. You know, what do you think we're gonna see? Things like theories and this and yeah. that and, yeah. basically my understanding the only thing i knew going into the movies i figured and we talk about it all the time with endings best endings always go back to where it began so i figured that it would be like a, a trip down memory lane i thought we would similar to how they actually did it i thought we would revisit those characters but in their older movies and i thought that they would and, I, you, and you saw that from the production stuff like they re- used yeah, their production caps suit photos, the original yeah, avenger suit they were reshooting scenes from yeah. old movies but also and it's funny looking back at the trailers there's that moment between tony and cap where he says do you trust me he says yes and it it looks like the new york from right. the first avengers so uh i should have been able to put that together but regardless they don't promote any of that it's mainly they essentially just promote the first 10 minutes of the movie in those trailers they're yeah what clip clips from the first hour but it feels like it belongs in the opening tease of the of the film but anyway uh let's get into it dude how was your uh how was your crowd you saw it on friday at 11 p.m friday 11 p.m um crowd was good obviously packed theater it was weird just being in there at 11 and there was like a 2 30 showing right after it was just like packed it was like you were there in the middle of the day but yeah. uh the theater was like very quiet like no there was no cheering cheering uh, at all applause really yeah there was some laughing there was a couple ga- there were some gasps at some moments that yeah. i was kind of like is this and not that like oh, really? <laughs> yeah like like they gasped uh I, i'm sure you know we'll go through but they gasped at the moment when past Thanos was going to go after them. And he just was like putting the pieces together. He's like, I'm going to go air conditioning in the theater. <laughs> that got like a little bit of like rumblings. Like, yeah. yeah. You just hear somebody eating nachos. That's disappointing. I was probably the most vocal. Really? Like 100. There were times when I was just like straight up. I caught, found myself talking out loud in the movie. Like, so the first real, I think shock cameo yeah, that I was just like, oh wow, they're doing this. Was when they brought back uh, Tilda Swinton's character. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> like in the theater, I was like, oh wow, they're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, guys, your movie costs how much money? And can you not get her hair to look, her head to look better? 
I could see the fucking seam on her cat. Oh, really? Oh, it was terrible. Really? I didn't notice it. It was terrible. I didn't notice it. It looked like it was a Saturday Night Live sketch when they make people bald. I was like, bro. I didn't notice it. That's funny. You know what? what's funny is I think I could tell some reshoot stuff in there because later on they showed her from the back and like it didn't have it. But she had like weird scars on her head as if they were trying to make up for like, did she have brain surgery or something? I don't know. It was very weird. She had like a weird scar on the back of her head. I don't know. Later on in the movie. I don't know. Well, come on. My crowd was great. I saw it Thursday at uh, 10 p.m. So the first showing was at 7. So as I pull up into the theater, the first show, excuse me, is getting out essentially. So I park my car. And I have a few minutes before I have to walk in. So I was just going to sit in my car for a second. And I'm parked behind this church van, like with like the like 10 seater vans. Right. I'm parked behind it. And as I'm was sitting Brando there, driving? I'm, as I'm sitting there, probably like a gaggle, a flock of teenagers surround my car to get into the van and they are just shouting things from the movie. And I'm, I'm literally just going to my car. Ah, so I can't, <laughs> so I can't hear it. And I was like, Oh my God, this place is going to be a fucking minefield. Yeah. So I was super cautious going in. I took two trips to the bathroom. I went because I walked in early, went to the bathroom and then about halfway through the set of trailers, I went again just to, preventative measures you understand and as i go to the bathroom both times i was surrounded by people that had just seen the movie so at any moment i was ready to run to like the hand dryer just so something loud would disrupt it was it was bad but i i made it spoiler free into the movie and my crowd was great they were super active super involved cheering laughing crying and uh yeah it was really really cool really really special i love that kind of stuff yeah, I the um, I, I told Kayla, we, we got there, I don't know, maybe like 15 minutes before we went to Walmart and got some snacks. And uh, cause mainly for that reason, I just didn't want to be hanging out in the in the lobby of the movie theater, but we parked forever away. Did you go to Regal uh, or I, Cinemark? Regal. And I parked forever away from the entrance just because it was packed. So <laughs> I... F- I was walk, walking through a minefield, but it what people were they weren't shouting or anything, but they were in bubbles talking to each other. They figured and they were to be fair, like th- they were far enough away from the theater to where they could kind of talk about it, but right. it was just like <laughs> I remember I was just like looking I probably looked like a crazy person cuz I was like looking around like <laughs> trying not cuz if if I can hear something and not see people talking about it, then I it's hard for me to comprehend what they're saying but if i'm looking at you while you're saying something i can usually make out what you're talking about yeah so i was just like yeah not paying attention to the people almost got back car i just want to talk about how riveting this movie was the entire time i think a movie is truly special when for the third time we see the snap from a different perspective i i guess you could count it the fourth time if you want to count the actual decimation the Sam Jackson epilogue in Infinity War, right, and then the Ant Man and the Wasp epilogue, and then Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. That's the fourth time from a different perspective we've seen the snapping, and it's crazy how it still gets me every time. It's also funny because you and I, we the leftovers, right, 
informs like we're we've seen something like this before we're not strangers to it but it's crazy how for, for whatever reason i'm just still on the edge of my seat that wasn't even new information like i knew that going in yet that's how riveting and on edge i was the entire time even that moment was just as thrilling and special as so many others in this movie and um i think the first time i really really gasped was when thor just fucking takes out uh thanos prime essentially yeah like right away I, I just couldn't believe that that happened so quickly and we were fucking off and running and i don't know just i think those are the moments that i haven't seen i haven't seen people talk about it yet but like i feel like those were equally as cool as some of the others for me yeah i mean yeah i think uh the way that the movie starts out it's it's actually so uh, of all the movies in the mcu you know, I would I would argue for Infinity War. There are some there are some movies that you probably need to check out, but for the most part, we talked about this that you can probably watch that movie without seeing any of them and still enjoy it, have a Infinity good time. Infinity War, yeah. This uh, one, yeah. this one, I just don't think you can. Like right. it, it so heavily relies on obviously Infinity War, but obviously so many other movies too. That yeah and they they just they don't apologize for it which i think is admirable but the they didn't really they didn't really try to make this a standalone movie to me no this was this reminded me of like part two of harry potter seven you know it's just like it's like another episode of a tv show it's like picks up where something leaves off and i i just didn't really expect it to do that and I, I didn't necessarily expect them to handle um, – it was weird. Like, the pacing was super strange at the beginning because it it's super rapid at first. And then it kind of – after the five years later thing, it just you, kind of – You sit on it. Yeah. yeah. You sit on it. Yeah. That's another thing, too. If Hour to hour, it's a completely different movie. I, I don't know if this is what you meant by it, but I, I will just address it anyway. It it doesn't feel like Infinity War Part Two. It feels it like no, no, it feels all. like a continuation in the sense that all of the movies are a continuation. Uh, yeah. from the, it's it's so goofy too. Like the movies that it dis, that they decided to pull from. Like I was kind of like really surprised at how important Ant Man and the Wasp was. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I, for sure. And, after I left the movie, I was thinking about it's a cru- It's actually a crucial movie. Like if you're talking one hundred percent, if you're talking, what movies do you have to see? That's one of them, which is hilarious. Yes, because so many people, even that we talked to, were kind of like, "Eh, that might be one I'm going to skip." Same. I, I did. I liked Ant Man and the Wasp, but a lot of people, a lot of people, like it's a, not a good. I'm like, bro, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, I just thought it was fine. But yeah, it's, it's fine. It is fine. But I, I never would have guessed that it would be as important right. as this. So I was thinking about when I walked out of the theater showing my mom well i was thinking about the fact that i'm going to see this with my mom and my sister right. but my mom has only seen a handful of movies so i was thinking about what movies does my mom need to watch before going into this and i was like well i gotta put <laughs> ant-man on the list and also kind of dr strange and i feel like you have to watch dr strange more so for like the ancient one and all that stuff more right. than you do for infinity war when dr strange is actually in that movie um Let's see what else. Thor: The Dark World. Obviously, I know why because that's when the the I can't remember which stone it is. The red stone is is the reality stone. The reality stone. That's right. Um, that's when the reality stone makes its way into the MCU. But it's just funny how that's the movie 
like right. everyone's least favorite movie. Of course, the Avengers. I could have pulled that, but and they also they hinted first other Avenger too. two is a massive one. It's hilarious because oh because of Peggy. Yeah, I mean a, a lot of that weight. It's funny because I haven't seen two of those movies. <laughs> like I haven't seen First Avenger. I haven't seen Thor: The Dark World. So that, I mean. I get it. I, I do think Thor The Dark World, I still don't think you have to watch it. I get it. Like, yeah. it, I'm just pointing out that it's funny that they used it. But, well, yeah, well, I don't they, think... They, one, one of the good things, I think that's... I don't know if that necessarily... It probably speaks to a lot of the major players. Obviously, the Russo brothers, Kevin Feige and Marcus and McFeely, to really extend their hands and give weight to... It's, it, it almost makes me wonder if... I'm sure they know... That those movies maybe aren't as popular as well received amongst the fan base, so they're like, "Well, we're going to make them. We're going to give them even more importance." That's a fair point. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to think about that. That's a fair point, but also I feel like it's just literally the fact that they use the movie that the powers or right. reality stuff. Absolutely, yeah, but, strategically, yeah. But yeah, also the fact that they didn't really, to your point, they didn't see. Going into the movie, my prediction was that we were going to see scenes from the existing movies and then right. just like walking in the background. Not at all. We right. saw an epilogue to the invasion of New York, brand new footage, and they included characters from other movies like uh, <laughs> Robert Redford's Pierce was at the Battle of New York, apparently. Uh, we saw Loki take off with the Tesseract, and then they, they had a scene that rhymed with the elevator scene in the winter soldier, like they, they just had the entire MCU on their mind. And it was so that's where the word satisfying comes from. It's just like, for sure. It's just reward after reward after reward, uh, for Marvel fans. And it was just so much, but it didn't feel like in the smart way, like the way that I had predicted, that's the lame way. That's the cheap way. They did it the better way. And, I was just fucking eating that shit up. Did H- you Hail Hydra? Oh my god, that was Did one of my you at any moments. point think that they were going to do the elevator fight scene again? No. I thought for a second they were going to do it again and I was like, what? Is, oh, that like would be fucking oh, I thought wild. You, okay, I understand what you're Yeah. Yeah, like just like in Captain America. I thought America. you were saying, could you have ever have imagined them revisiting that scene? No, I, no, no. You're no. asking about yeah. the literal fight. Yeah, like I thought, I was like, is Captain America like want round two of this? It, it, right it was now? like somehow the Hail Hydra moment was better because I agree. In that I moment, agree. I was anticipating another fight, but the fact that it was a complete bait and switch and he said Hail Hydra and I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. I, I, I was probably, that was one time I think I was audible when the rest of the crowd wasn't, but. It was funny to get different pops from different pockets of fans in, in that regard, too, because, you know, there's uh, I'm not saying that there there were people there might have been probably people there that ha- haven't seen every single movie. Sure. So it definitely rewards those that have that pick up on, you know, those more nuanced moments. Not that the Hydra things, even that nuance, it's actually a very pivotal point in the entire storyline. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, still it was cool, nonetheless. It's damn cool, damn cool. So yeah, we had three different movies. We had the morose at first hour, the whole leftovers part of it. Then the second hour was the time travel aspect, and the third one was like this epic return of the king type shit, epic, epic battle. Right. 
everyone survived the Avengers facility blowing up around him, and they got to fight on the battlefield. It was a a battle of Winterfell, like, uh, undercard, essentially. Yeah. Um, Did you respond to uh, either hour more than the other? Like, what were you just absolutely eating up about this? Um so yeah so there were things that i loved about this movie the things i liked about this movie there's things i didn't like about this movie um i I, i'll just give i'll just give my grade right now but i gave the movie a b plus um the oh wow i so i've said over and over and over again like my sort of checklist of things i look for in movies especially in big blockbuster movies i want to have fun Mm had a ton of fun in this movie. Yeah. If you didn't have a ton of fun in this movie, I don't know what's wrong with you. You must just not be a fan of these movies. Then that's really the only way. It, you're Brody conning, if that's the case. Um, but the other thing, I need a really good story. I didn't love the story in this movie. I just, I really didn't enjoy it um, to its fullest potential. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, and to be 100% honest, I can't really pinpoint specifically why that's just kind of how i feel about it um i thought i thought it was paced a little bit awkwardly uh but other than that you know it unfortunately because i look i wait things so much on the story and i didn't love it that's what took it down to that that level but everything else the fan service and all of that like was dope as hell the battle alone is well worth the admission. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again from start to finish other than, uh, th- than the battle scene though. Okay. That is a, uh, a very Jay Williams approach to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I wish, I wish I had a more concrete answer so, uh, as to why I didn't enjoy it quite as much. Did you think but, the plot was like too straightforward? Seems definitely like such not a, straightforward. I was going to say it, it, it feels wrong coming out of my mouth, but I think so. Here's here's my here's my best justification for it, without still pinpointing why I feel this way. Um, they had so much to do in this movie, mm. and the architecture of the story is incredibly complex, right? But whenever you have, whenever you're building something complex like that, like you know, you're gonna have things that are awesome, but then you might not get everything right so to speak um and there were just some parts about it that i thought were a little bit bit wonky a lot of it comes down to the fact that i kind of wish they did anything but time travel at the end of the day like i i get it i get why they needed to do it and it a lot of it has to do with how satisfying the snap was to begin with but i've i've always felt like time travel and aliens are like two get out of jail free cards uh in some movies and i i just i just kind of wish it was anything but that but i still like i i still get it and i still am fine with i was it. gonna say the only i was gonna say the only thing that i could think of that they could do to avoid that is if they still had the stones at the beginning like if thanos yeah. didn't destroy them then they could go into i don't know there were also they could some, figure else figure something else out there are also some like minor like nitpicky things that just that bothered me personally subjective things like let me I, I, this is one of the things that i really wanted to talk to you about specifically because you called this perfectly but we ended up kind of redacting it later on 
it it was talking about how much Captain Marvel would be involved in this movie, and you yeah. you had said as much as Spider Man in Civil War, right? And we went back on it, saying that there's no way that's the case, and it ended up being that that if not less, I so the way that they set her up in the movie. First of all, I, I I'm not saying the movie needed to be any longer than three hours, but it bummed me out that. She, that she just appeared and we were just supposed to accept that like without getting any, any like indication of why she showed up to save Tony Stark. And it was also like one of the things that so many people just like predicted that bums me out sometimes when so many people, it's like the, it's like the Westworld problem. People figure out Westworld <laughs> before they see the show. And we all called exactly how she was going to save it. And then when she said that I'm going to be back or I'm not going to be back for a while, that then I knew like, yeah, she's probably not coming back either A at all or until the very end. And I was super disappointed about that. I was like, fuck. You know what? I'm not. But there's also barely anything for her to do in that movie. I was going to say. I, yeah. So I get that. I don't have a problem with how the Russo brothers handled Captain Marvel. I think I agree. I think the further I get from that movie, I think there's more of a Captain Marvel problem in general. And I'm somebody who out the gate defended the that movie. Problem. Defended that movie when it came out. We talked about it at length. I saw it twice in two days. And I, I defended them at, that movie. But as more time goes away, and as I, now that I've seen her in this thing, I'm just not gelling I for agree. some reason. And the the problem I think Her acting is very stiff. It's weird. I, it's not gelling. It's not syncing up with everything else. But the problem, and I think the reason why I thought that originally, the Spider Man point, it's because it's because this movie is she feels extra. She feels like plus one, like yeah. she's third wheeling because. This movie had to be about everyone else but her. I, I you know? agree. It I, had I agree 100%. to. And that's the part I think they succeed at it. And one of the best examples as to why it succeeds at concluding these these beloved characters from the past 11 years, I look at the Hawkeye-Natasha scene on Vormir. Because I'm indifferent with on Hawkeye and Natasha. I'm indifferent. I, I don't have, I'm not a super fan of either one of them. But... I cared a lot in that scene. And there's there's several instances of this throughout the movie. I found myself caring about things I didn't realize I could care about. And so not only did they succeed in all of that, but that's that's the movie I needed. So Captain Marvel, I I'm actually fine with it because that I don't have a problem with people predicting things that happen like almost instantaneously. If that makes sense just because it, it, I guess the movie just doesn't the movie hinges on it in the sense that like that's how Tony Stark gets back to Earth. Right. But the pretty much the entire story happens after that. Absolutely. Like yeah, so it's sure. like that's just the last thing. It was I just a, it was just one simple instance. Right. There But the, but you're right. I mean this movie it, it just disappointed me in the sense that like it, it's kind of I don't know, it just kind of disappointed me because there was so much hope on her from the post credit scene. And then you get this movie to be right before it and the, I, for and that's what i think led us and then you see the scenes that they show and her post credit scene and it just felt like 
what we thought before where we were like, yeah, she's totally going to be in this movie. But I agree a hundred percent. It just, it, I was disappointed sitting in the theater. Like, man, I kind of wish you, they figured out a way to involve her more. I guess through my reasoning, it's like, because I'm totally satisfied with how she was handled, I think it's more of a problem outside of the movie. Just because, I guess uh, yeah. technically her end credit scene in Captain Marvel, it's just to acknowledge the fact that she can be there in the next movie. Right. Essentially. Absolutely. Like that's all it does. I, I don't yeah, I don't disagree and right. I, I don't disagree with anything you've said and I agree with the fact that ultimately they did they did it right. But it right. it just it just doesn't change the fact that in the movie when it was going on I was I was bummed about it. Like, uh, for sure. I, yeah. Totally. Uh I think in Nebula is another instance of what I was talking about before. Like the mm-hmm. fact that like I don't give a shit about that character. I, yeah. I even joked in one of our previous podcasts, I made somebody comment, I think it was Ilya that commented and was talking about I, I was giving Nebula shit like, oh, she's in this movie for whatever reason. Like we needed her. Right. But like there was value to her in this movie. I'm not, she's not my favorite character or anything, but she had value and I didn't mind the role that she played in this movie. And I never would have, I never would have thought I'd be saying that, but you know, here we are. And so, yeah, this movie just did a great job, not only including all the things that I needed, but also making me a fan of something that I was indifferent on before. Um, can, can I ask a question yeah. so that I don't forget it? One of the things that I'm, I've been asking random people about, and I can't, I can't get like a great explanation for it. Is <laughs> the science behind being snapped and being unsnapped five years later? Like, are the people? Is Peter Parker five years older, no. or is he the same age as he was when he came back? Don't. And then, how does it work going back to school with everybody around? So, him? don't think of it as he got unsnapped. Right. He got snapped back. Right. So they don't undo it. So I guess, but is it, it five? But is it five years later for? I, I am inferring that it's not right. Um, but do even you know, or but, is that your speculation? I'm inferring. Okay. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But even so, either way, you still go back to the same grade you were in. Right. Yeah. Like I you mean, can't. You don't quit school and then you're gone for five years and then when you choose to go back, you don't automatically skip five grades. You're still back in the same grade. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I. I yeah. I. It, he's like the only one that I think that kind of apply. Like if T'Challa misses five, it's. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, yeah. but it's not a, it's a big deal this, for him as a character. This is something that I addressed in my video, and I was talking to some people on Twitter about this because right. you're not the only person that had this question. Yeah. The reason why I'm inferring is because we have Far From Home in July, and it would just be absolutely ridiculous if we watched a movie where these 22-year-olds were juniors in high school. Like, I just have to assume that time didn't move for them in the same way. But Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, there's there's obviously going to be... Yeah, it, it, it's it's a weird issue that's probably just not a big issue. Like that that's this isn't necessarily a negative, but I'll, I'll just say it for saying. Like I, I'm never going to get down on this movie for its time traveling problems because I I think it you could probably pick it apart honestly, but the this movie does ask you to kind of just accept a lot of things, um, and yeah, that that's just one of them I think. So. Just to get to my overall thoughts on the movie, I absolutely loved it. I think I like Infinity War more. Agree. Slightly. I think I like it more just because for some reason it 
I hate to say that it hit me harder, but it just kind of felt that the snap, man, it's just one of my favorite things in cinema history mm-hmm. ever. Uh, that moment, like just the way that I felt it's, it, so unexpected and just, I don't know. It just, it made more of an impact on me personally, but in game, I like it a lot, like a lot, lot. And the question, those kind of questions that you were just asking about Peter and all that kind of stuff, those are the only, that's really all that I've been doing. Like, right. I, I haven't taken issue with anything else. It's just me asking questions like, oh, so what about, how does that affect this movie going forward? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's really all that I've been doing. I haven't been complaining at all. I'm so stoked to watch it a second time. I can't wait to see it a second time. And, and for the record, just real quick, none of those, none of those things affect my, my grade same. at all. And, and again, just to give people behind the scenes with me and how I feel about movies. One of the reasons it's rated so low is like, I, 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 I love the story of civil war and how it's this very through line narrative. Not that this isn't, but because it was always set up more as a part two going into it, I didn't know that, but the way we got it, it just felt like that part two thing. It just felt like, uh, yeah, it just felt like a, it, it felt like another episode of a show <laughs> like, and we like some shows better than others is the finale of breaking bad. The best episode. N- no, it's not. Is it a great finale? Yeah, it definitely is. Right. For sure. I was thinking a lot about the time travel and I think I've nailed it for the most part. Okay. There's actually an article that explains it. Actually, I think I figured it out on my own and then the article confused me. So I stopped reading it because I, I like what I came up with, but really all that I was doing was assessing again, what the ancient one was proposing to Bruce, which was that when the infinity stones are together, that's what creates the current of time, the gold stream signature. And if you remove one, that's what creates that black strand that that finds a different pathway or whatever. And once you put the stone back, it erases the black line. So, When they were making changes throughout the entire story, the fact that eventually they put the stones back, all that stuff is removed because it's forever like it's always one stream. But the problem with that, so I think, and I think this is kind of where the rest of the MCU goes, is that they did a lot of things right and sending Cap back to fix some things, fixed some things but there were also some big problematic issues so loki leaving one timeline with the tesseract but them also going even further back to get the tesseract means that there are two which is actually in line with actual like quantum physics and stuff like that so they basically created three timelines with that but, one problem. But what to my under, to what I was explaining earlier and how I interpreted it, it mm-hmm. is that when Cap gets the Tesseract in the 70s, it erases Loki leaving with it so, because now Loki can't leave with it. So and it all depends on what type of time travel they were subscribing to. Right. But basically going back in time. And this is kind of what they were, they were talking about with the whole Back to the Future thing. I, did I just describe Back to the Future rules? Yeah, like go, okay. go, yeah. going back in time it's can't erase that. your current timeline. It can, just breaks off yeah. into another reality. And, and we know also, just based on reports, that that's supposedly what the Loki series is. Right. It's about him getting... So that's... I, I think the most muddy... So when I thought I had figured it out, the part that muddied it was the... <clears throat> Article. end with captain america well that's a whole other thing that, too that's so, what i was just like wait a minute so there's another timeline 
where Captain America did all of these things, but never interfered. Because technically, so the life that Steve Rogers lived when he goes back. So he's going back. He puts the stones. He meets up with Peggy. So basically, he lives his entire life with Peggy. But once he gets to 2012. He's like looking at his watch and he's like, hey, I'll be right back. I got to go. Once he gets to 2012 with Peggy and he's, you know, 70 years old in that moment. Captain America on CNN is being thawed out in ice. Right. And for 12 years, there are two Captain America. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But one is, you know, 50, 70 years older and he just, him and Peggy just have to lay low and watch his younger self fight in the battle of New York. (laughs) Yeah. That actually makes sense. There, there are a whole other, the one that I didn't even think about that someone brought up. That's a really good point. When Thor takes his hammer, Mjolnir back (laughs) like so is there just a a timeline when where Thor just doesn't have Mjolnir for like a and that kind of affects a lot like yeah for sure that's hilarious to me and I guess the more I'm talking about it I don't feel so good about my overall thoughts on the it's a little muddy but but I I feel like they have some things what I will say is I actually don't think if if we could hear it from them I think we would get it yeah. Like I think I think I don't think they just were like, "Oh, they're not going to pay that much attention." No, I think they thought it out. But yeah, I, I'm just not following. I yeah, mean, in that's fa- how I in fact it opens up a lot of interesting things. Like right. like for instance, Doctor Strange 2, it would be a cool story if he was like, "Let me just check and see what they fucked up." And they're like, "Oh my god. Like yeah, I've yeah, got to yeah, fix yeah. all these problems." I I'm also super lenient with time travel anyway. Absolutely. No matter what the movie is. I, I really am. Yeah. I know every movie has its own rules, so it's like time travel just doesn't feel like it's something that's it's it's just not ingrained. Like if I feel like they disobeyed their own rules, I guess that's the point. Yeah, but like I, I still don't know for a fact that they disobeyed their own rules because, like I said, I fear I feel like they knew exactly what they were doing. I just need help, right, getting there. Well, so, and I think it it's interesting too because. So Doctor Strange explored the idea of different realities and different possibilities and this and that. So, you know, that's that's the whole thing, too. There's just multiple realities. It's it's like the Flash now. It's like DC's. And that's something that the article wrote. And it helped me, but it also made it way worse. The article makes it a point in bold, like at the beginning of the article, it says. And again, this was on like Polygon, I think. You can probably just Google whatever that is. No, Polygon, it's like a video game website, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's on that website. That's where I read it. So you can just IGN look up the rules. Competitor. I uh, in bold they said you have to remember that the time travel takes place in the quantum realm, right? And because and that's and it was kind of shown and highlighted during the trials when Ant Man keeps coming out of the van different ages, right? And he says something like "Time traveled through me. I didn't travel through time," right? So like, even though I can't fully figure that out right now um that's something i forgot like it takes place in a quantum realm which is kind of like in another dimension so it's yeah. like it's like they are changing other dimensions but they aren't changing theirs that's right so it's like in another dimension in another dimension thor doesn't have his hammer but not in their timeline right if that makes sense because their future never changes or whatever they said. They said that their future just happens to include their past right. because they experience themselves in another dimension, but they really are coming back. 
It's almost, yeah, it's like parallel dimensions, but time travel because they're jumping to a parallel dimension, but backwards in time. Yeah, that's on, that's on, the maybe the better way to look at it. On the one that we're seeing, they are they're the ones that are messing with it all. They're still going to experience everything in a straight line, right? Even though they're the ones screwing everything up, <laughs> right? So that's that's why Captain America is able to fight himself and then come back, and right. he's just experienced that. You should watch the OA. I feel like a lot of it makes sense if you watch the I feel, OA well, I feel better two. talking about it now. I feel <laughs> yeah. like I I feel like I picked up on it. Like so, so te- t- technically when Steve goes to live his life with Peggy, right. he's living his life with a copy of Peggy that yeah. he knew. Let's real quick, let's shift because I want to talk I want to talk a little bit about some characters that I'm more excited about moving forward now just based on this movie. One is Spider-Man because I think there is a lot you can do with his character after we actually got to see his uncle Ben moment on screen. This was that for me, you know, I mean, and it was great. I thought Tom Holland, my two best actors in this movie, I thought Tom Holland was fantastic in the very little amount. He was actually on screen and Josh Brolin was fucking amazing as Thanos. He was great. Um, the other the other thing that I just loved, because I followed it when it was going on in the comic books, was the passing of the torch to either Bucky or uh, Falcon. Yes. And I just thought that that was a cool moment. How did you feel in that scene? Did, were you like rooting for one or the other? Did you pick up on the fact that they were both there and could have gone to either one of them? Yes. Yeah. So... There were a couple of scenes in the movie that, when they first happened, I didn't know how, how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. So, the first example... Uh, about the scene or the result of the scene? Like, as the scene began and was unfolding, okay. I was wrestling with, do I, am I shocked by this? Do I like this? The first time it happened was Fat Thor. Okay. When I saw Fat Thor, I uh, was like, wait a minute, what is this movie? Right. Like, and the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, what, what am I thinking? I just saw Ragnarok a year ago. Like, this is just that seed, you know? And so I came around on it, and I was like, actually, this is kind of fucking fantastic. Like, I loved it. It it just was so striking for some reason. The the second thing was uh, the Hulk being the way that he was. But ultimately, it led to my hardest laugh, which was, take the goddamn phone. Right. But eight men stuck in the teenage. That was the hardest I laughed in the entire movie. Um, And then it was that moment where he gives Falcon the shield. Because, <laughs> and this is on this is on me because I'm very familiar with the the theory and the fact that both of them are Captain America in the comics. Depending on the comic you pick up, watch out hashtag racist. Be I was careful root- where you go here. <laughs> no, I was rooting for uh, Winter Soldier absolutely because I was thinking of the fact that Falcon just doesn't have any kind of. There's nothing super about Falcon. Right. That's what I where I was coming from. So I was like, wait a minute, how can he? How can he? For some reason, I thought he couldn't lift the shield. Like I was yeah. just like, wait a minute, but you can. What if it turned? Yeah, the shield's not Thor's hammer. So basically, that was the first question. Can I, he throw it? And I went, <laughs> I went to Captain or Captain Marks. I went to Kevin Marks and was like, yeah. hey, so I'm I'm wrestling with this just because he's not a super soldier. Like I know he's a right. character in the comics, but like I just thought Bucky would have been a bit more super. But also, I'm. I just favor that character more too, Bucky. Like that's just the person I was rooting for. We can, I feel like you can just do a lot more with him long term. 
It's, but I actually think it's the other way now. Like, okay. again, this is the third example where, like, at first I was like, wait a minute, what? Falcons, Captain America? And then I've come around to it. Yeah. Even though I don't respond to the character as much, I was thinking a lot about the imagery right. of seeing a fucking Falcon with that thing. And I was looking at some of the comic book art because I haven't read a whole lot of Captain America uh, comic books. But just looking at that art and I just and then I got excited about the potential that, like, we know that they apparently have a TV series in development. And so yeah. now I'm thinking it'll actually be a Captain America series. Instead of Falcon and Winter Soldier, even though that's apparently the the working title, I think that was just to avoid the spoiler. So I would uh, very much like. I feel like that'd be really silly. Like, imagine yeah. at the end of Endgame, we get a new Captain America, and then the next time we see him is in a series where he's Falcon. I I don't think that's the play they'll make. So I'm also just as hungry for more uh, Bucky now. Because yeah. because Bucky, we've actually never really gotten to experience, you know, Bucky Barnes after kind of coming to terms with what happened in Civil War. Like to our knowledge, that was him, like kind of throwing away his past and reconciling. But then ever since then, he's been like uber emo. Like he's been in Wakanda. He's he needs his own. Um governor episode yeah the walking dead been i think it's been like two episodes with the governor just experiencing everything that the rest of the crew had something a, a maneuver lost in the leftovers pull all the time right. i think i would really value that i think that would be really interesting to see that especially as somebody who is just as powerful as captain america right right for sure but I think the greater conversation though and how dare i skip over it is the fact that i think captain america just had the easily the best arc i think oh absolutely the most satisfying arc he 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 hands down whether you think he had the best arc or not he had the best moments of the entire fucking movie i mean yeah. incredible moments fighting himself hell hydra um uh fucking well, he was uh, pick, at, he, picking he, up thor's hammer that thor's that was the loudest audible cheer and applause in my theater right uh to cody polson same thing there austin burke he said the same thing so far it's like that's the best, biggest moment of the movie. He was super absent, no, not absent, but he. What we talked about how strange it was. He wasn't as upfront in Infinity War, yeah. and as the Russo brothers said, everybody I, was going to get their moment. A bit of trivia: I heard that in the first draft of Infinity War, Cap wasn't in the movie at all until Wakanda. Really? It's like, yeah, wow, I'm, I'm that so too. glad that didn't happen. Yeah, because his actually when he shows up to save Vision and Scarlet Witch, that's actually one of my. I still like smile every time he it's catches, a great moment catches that but also the, the best entrance in wakanda is thor so oh absolutely i feel like that would have sort of maybe not diminished it but it wouldn't have been as special if those two characters weren't farther apart but uh and from the story but uh but going back to what you said i'm glad you brought out brolin because i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna mention him by name but um i think we got career best performances from um, probably all of them Honestly, I mean, I can't think of anybody that was like, "Oh, I thought they were better in their in another movie." Uh, just Brie Larson. I, I'm still just waiting to see which what, what she can bring to the character. I wonder if just any of it was it. affected by the fact that she filmed them out of order. I know, finding I, that I, out, I could. I wish I had never heard that because I could right. just see the detachment. Yeah, from her in the movie. But it's like. I don't know. At the same time, I feel like she could have... The fact that I don't think she got there either either time with completely different stories, right. different actors, and different directors. She was dope as hell in the um, 
like when she came into the battle and she yeah. was wrecking shop, I was loving it. In fact, oh, that, that was everybody. probably one of the times I was the most excited in the battle just because I, I re- you know, one of my, not criticism with Captain Marvel, but we just, we never really got, everybody she came up against, she was obviously way more powerful. In this moment, we could really see just how dope she is. And I loved, I loved the, the strategy from Thanos to take the power stone out and hit her with it. I was like, that's dope. It is so cool. Like it's a cool remedy in that moment to make her a little bit more vulnerable. So, so, so much greatness in terms of like comic book imagery. Oh yeah. Things like that. It was the most, I think it was Koi John Rowe who described it. as just like the most comic booky comic book movie he had ever seen in that way. Um, even, even moments and I'm not, an experienced comic book reader, but I remember the Hail Hydra panel from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago with Captain America. It's like, I got something out of that. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's right from a comic book. And, uh, man. Brian Callen spoiling. <laughs> the cra- Yeah. So funny. So funny. But I, I cannot wait to see this movie again. And I feel like it's just, I just think it nailed almost everything. And, it goes back to the idea that it had so much to do and it was so good at so much of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I wonder if I'm going to be re, I don't know if I'm going to be replaying it from front to back, like you said, but like I've infinity war is easily the most rewatched thing of the yeah. past, like five years. I agree. I've, I turned that movie on so many times. I've probably seen it 10 to 12 times over the past year. Because it, it came, this is essentially the one year anniversary of that movie. I so. think I've kind of hit like a weird limit with it to the point where there's just some scenes that I kind of just um I move past. Like I can only see Thanos brooding over Vormir like so many times and talking to the Red Skull. I kind of just like I'm like, all right, let's fast forward to this. Part. I think it's a great scene. It's a great scene, but I'm over it now. Okay. I'm over the Red Skull. Um. Part of me was like, why wouldn't Natasha, why wouldn't they know that that was, because in Infinity War, Nebula tells Peter right. Quill, not Parker, Thanos came back with the Soul Stone and not Gamora. I thought that was inferring that Nebula knew what happened, but I guess not, because that right. wouldn't make sense. Like Thanos, Red Skull had to tell Thanos what the deal was, so there's no reason why Nebula would know that over Thanos. So I think... Nobody, I guess, knew what happened. They just knew that she died there. So nobody, because I was just like, why the fuck didn't Tony or Nebula tell her that that's what happened? When Nebula and Tony spent a month together, you'd think that would come up, but I guess not, and I was wrong. And in a weird way, it's actually, it's weird how that was like the most deliberate, repetitive scene, redundant scene from the last movie. Right. And it's one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. Yeah, it was kind of whatever, but it, I liked it a lot. I like the I like the fact that they fought each other. That, yeah, I liked it. it. Really I liked dope. it a lot. Um, another thing that I enjoyed quite a bit was John Favreau getting his moment at yeah. the very end. Obviously, because you know he and Robert Downey Jr. kind of kicked this whole thing off, and the fact that his character was involved in the movie was was super cool. I just thought that was really dope. The the cheeseburger moment meant a lot to me like i thought i was done crying because i was like crying like a baby for uh for tony's passing 
because I thought he just he did such a great job looking fucking miserable. Right. And Pepper, you know, telling him that he can let go or what I'm paraphrasing, but he can rest now. Yeah. Um God, that moment killed me. And then I, I continued to cry during the funeral scene and then it started up again when she said she wanted cheeseburgers because um I just remember I, I have a very vivid memory of seeing Iron Man for the first time in the theater and I remember him coming home from Afghanistan and saying that he wanted cheeseburgers and right. they went through Burger King. Um, so I don't know that, that funeral scene, uh, I thought was so, so damn good. And again, so, so damn satisfying to Paul see Rudd all underrated fucking... in the movie too. I thought he was fantastic. Absolutely. He had a lot to do from like, I mean, he even got like kind of pissed a few times. I feel like that was like one of the first, that was one of the first things that we, we caught on to based on that first trailer right? where he's in front of the camera. And we were kind of like, wait a minute, does it, are they implying that this movie like, and I think it was, it was kinda either Cody or Austin Burke. I was talking to, he was just like, if you think about it, that entire movie only happens because a rat crawled across the dashboard. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the movie just wouldn't have happened if that rat didn't get Ant man out of the quantum realm. For sure. Um, um, just moving forward. What, uh, who do you think are the new Avengers? How many years do you think before we get another Avengers movie? Well, it's hard to say who I think the new Avengers are just because there's not another Avengers movie slated. Of and course, most yeah. of the movies that are announced are movies for characters that we're already familiar with. Right. Um, I, I had the list actually pulled up by the way. And the only reason I'm glad I saw it, even though I thought all of the, I knew all the movies. The one I was forgetting was the Eternals, just because I don't even know how to talk about that movie. I have no idea what the Eternals is, and I'm sure we'll hear more about it from Kevin Marks. But Far From Home, Far From Home, uh, it's supposed to be the very last movie of this phase. Far From Home is the last movie of the phase, but I'm trying to think about where Tom Holland's in the contract. I think his contract includes three. Spider-Man standalone movies. So I think this is the second of three, but but he's been in five total. Yeah. So I think we still have another Spider-Man that's not officially done, but it's part of the contract. Black Widow movie, obviously going to be a prequel. The Eternals, I have no idea how to talk about it other than Angelina Jolie. I'm Kumail Nanjiani. And uh, the other person's name uh, can basically uh, be uh, translated into... Madong suck. That's right. Shang Chi, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which will include Thor, which is fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange Two, Black Panther Two. So yeah, th- those are all things that we're familiar with. Maybe the better qu- the better question. I'll ask it right back. Is who do you think will lead the Avengers? I mean, is it Captain Marvel? I, no, see, but it's going to be a long time. I think before- it's going to be, it's got to be Hulk. I mean, just professor Hulk for the simple fact that he's one of the only, only ones that doesn't have, he's not really tied to anything right. anymore. Um, like, like Hawkeye is. And he's yeah. obviously one of the smartest besides, you know, Shuri, I think is, it's just hard key. to say because I don't even, like, you could have said any name. Uh, right. I'm not picking on you for picking that name, but you could have said any name, and I would have been like, but what movie is it going to be in? Because I don't know. What movie is Hulk going to be in with all of the ones I just listed? I, just, I It's just hard to know right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of potential for him to be in uh, in another Spider-Man movie, of course. Obviously, probably not far from I home. I could see him but, being in, uh, like, Doctor Strange 2. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, that'd be kind of funny, just him kind of needing some friends now that his friends are dead or they're in space. And he's just like, he's like, hey, can I hang out in Wakanda for a while? Right. Yeah. Actually, um, actually, him and him and Sherry together, it's a pretty. Cool I was gonna say, he, yeah, he could be in Wakanda, learning all about vibranium, all that kind of stuff, or just their all their technology. True, true. Uh, yeah, Correct. yeah. I don't know. I don't know where. So I was talking to Kayla about this. The interesting thing about Captain Marvel and what they've done with her sort of origin versus what it is in the comics. In the comics, she has a, m- a much better tie to earth like she's more invested in earth in the comic books and this she just doesn't remember her past so she she doesn't have that same type of attachment to right. stuff going on, on earth which i actually really like that whole notion like yeah other people were snapped in in the cosmos like i've got to go help them too so i don't know it just seems like she's just going to be off doing some other stuff until there's a problem big enough for her to come back like when she fights the Silver Surfer. What did Kayla think about it? Um, she she kind of was on the same page with me. She thought it was just it was just too long. Like at the end of the day, was it's probably its biggest problem. But she actually didn't have as much of the same issues with the story as me. Like she was kind of pushing back on it. Loved some of the big moments. Um, you know cried got emotional she just she just thought it was too long like that was probably her biggest that was the that was the talk of the town this past week but i gotta say i i mean i got up to go pee so i i feel like i picked a it was an impromptu pee i feel like i picked a great moment it was actually before they started the time heist when they were just explaining where all the stones were they just went one by one with the stones it's like that's just that's all i missed i went to pee uh, i went to pee when they were doing the whole like time traveling movies gig oh that was about that was about the same point yeah. i think um i i just didn't mind it i just really didn't um luke asked me like if i could pick a if, if you could pick a scene what would, if you could pick out some stuff to take out what would you take out and i was like i don't know one of the, so at one of the, one of the points when i was like all right let's just let's just move this forward was a moment when where i'm glad this happened but some of it i was like okay it was uh <laughs> It was when they, when Tony and Cap went back to the 70s. Like, there are some specific things in there that I think need to happen. Obviously, the reconnection with his dad, Captain America seeing Peggy. That was the, that was at the moment when I was like, all right, come on, let, let's go forward a little bit. I, yeah. There, there are some, I think they could have shaved off some stuff with, um, with like going back to New York a little bit. And there was one scene that I heard somebody else talking about. Oh, um, the scene with with Cap sort of sitting with uh, Joe Russo <laughs> in uh, in that 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 one might it didn't really do much for the story itself. Yeah, I just I just don't feel that way. Um, I I know some people I was hearing it from some of the reviews. People were talking about the first hour taking forever, and it was like I mean I guess it's quite literally an hour before right. the story gets started, but like. I loved sitting with those characters for that time because yeah. th- what what's next has been on my mind for a year. I mean, I was I was perfectly happy to just sit there and really take it all in. I, I loved it. I I mean, quite literally, I guess it takes a while to get started, but it didn't bother me in terms of like 
Yeah. I know the rhythm's different. I know the pacing's different. I know the tone is different at times. It's just like, I just fucking loved it. I mean, the, I, I thought it, I thought it could have been shorter, but it's not something that's like weighing on, on my mind. Yeah. It, it, it definitely does affect rewatch uh, ability. Cause I, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to sit in and devote three hours, but I can always just pause it and walk away. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it grade wise. It's in the A's without a doubt. Like right. I just, I just have so little uh, to say about it in terms of uh, negative. Like I don't even know a negative. I know some things that I had questions about, but like I just have zero negatives right now. Right. So to remind people, I gave uh, I gave Infinity War an A plus. I'm still feeling that way with that one. I'd given I'd given uh, Civil War like I believe in. A or an A minus, I think that's, yeah, that's sitting at an A minus for sure. Because uh, the longer I've spent with that movie, there's you, it's got you some like technical issues. You like Civil War more than yeah, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I think I would, probably like Ragnarok a little bit more than Endgame too. I would go. I mean, my ranking of the Avengers movies is Infinity War, Endgame, Avengers, Age of Ultron, probably. Yeah. Even though I like aspects of Age of Ultron more than the first Avengers, uh, that's probably just my order of overall fandom. <laughs> If we're actually talking about Avengers movies and we're not throwing Civil War in as Avengers uh, 2.5, then, yeah, I would I would say Infinity War, Endgame, Ultron, Avengers 1. Cool. I get it. Yeah, I still ride for Ultron. It's not, I get it. It's I, I like a lot of stuff in that movie. Yeah, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. For sure. So, At least uh, they're not wearing pajamas in that one. That was hilarious to see them wearing those shitty costumes again. Mainly Captain America's. He's got the shittiest costume. Yeah, I was going to say. I actually would prefer to see... I want Iron Man to look the way he did in Phase 1 because it was so photorealistic. And I now, agree. Now he looks like Gumby or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, some of the CG was... Because he just wears pajamas now. One of also, my, quit! I, you know what? I, I can't remember who said this, but I'm over the the helmet. The, the helmets that just appear on their own. Oh, Every yeah, single character... That. Every character has so, one. It started with Peter Quill, and now Iron Man has it because of the nanotech. Ant-Man has it. I agree. Spider-Man has it's it. It's lazy. It's just like, I want to see somebody wear the a fucking helmet. Thanos puts one on every time. You're right. So uh, the the joke I had to myself sitting in a the theater, because early on in the movie, I was like, some of the CG is not my favorite. Uh, which is a pr- problem that's kind of bit, it feels like it's been getting worse the longer See, the MCU's been going on but then I said at the end I was like oh they just they spin it all on this final scene because that final scene is a CG jerk off fest but lo- it looked great I was going to say I thought it, it ha- awesome. I thought it benefited from the extra year I thought the yeah. I thought some of the CGI was better than it was in Infinity War as a matter of fact yeah Hulk looked fucking great Rocket was weird to me in this movie. Rockets, and it was down to his eyes. I know that's weird. His eyes were like more pronounced in this movie. <laughs> it's funny that people like from. Do you think there's just a rocket animator, or do you think it kind of switches positions? Because if that's the case, it's problematic. Um, I think you would have to because the his hair and the fur and the textures and all that kind of stuff it uh, would operate completely different than anything else. Rocket looked the best in Guardians Two. He was very wiry. Like he kind of had like a mangy kind of look to him, but this one he just looked like a like a Pokemon more than anything. <laughs> Wearing that a white jumpsuit. I cannot wait to see it again. I'm gonna rewatch the movies that I didn't know I was supposed to rewatch uh, with my mom, and we'll probably go see it. My sister saw it, 
she cried her eyes out. She saw it at this like really lame theater where where she goes to college. I was I was kind of uh, upset for her. I was more upset about it than she was. Is Chadwick Boseman deflating? He keeps looking smaller and smaller. If you see it again, deflating in size. Yeah, pay attention to how like skinny and thin he looks in the movie. I don't know. It was it was strange to me. Too. I don't know, but I I can't. I'm excited to see his new movie, Twenty One Bridges, because I didn't realize that the Russos produced Bridges? it. Yeah, the trailer was before the movie. I didn't get a Twenty One Bridges trailer. Oh. Twenty One Bridges. Yeah. Is that like a Phoebe Bridgers Twenty One Pilots crossover event? No, but Phoebe Waller Bridge is riding Bond Twenty Five, right. which I find very interesting because mm, I shouldn't say. I, I I'll say that I I've, I'm unaware of a female writer on any previous Bond movie, so that's interesting. Uh, but anyway, I think that's all we got on. So bad. I was gonna say, all right, that's all we got on Endgame for now. I'm sure we'll talk about it more after multiple viewings and just whenever something comes up. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Sight and Sound Movies, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.